Hi. <laughs> what? <laughs> Welcome to the show. Coming up, an Australian couple is arrested at Animal Kingdom Lodge over a broken Hello Kitty toothbrush. Industrial Light and Magic is rumored to be working on a new boat ride for the upcoming Star Wars land. And we will tell you the top five trip planning threads from Disboards.com for the month of December. And a little later on, we'll have our review of Mini Silver Screen Dine at the Hollywood and Vine Restaurant at Disney's Hollywood Studios. All that coming up next from the Bob Marley Studio in Orlando, Florida. This is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 868, for the week of January 12th, 2016. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome. I'm going to take these off. Uh, welcome to the show, coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, John Magi. Hi, everybody. Kevin Close. Hello. Jackie Gailey. Hello. Julie Martin. Hi. And back Hello. in the production note. <laughs> we just completely blew that whole we thing. We did. That was okay. a great bit. Great bit. Back in the production note, our producer, Craig Williams. Hi. Along with our intern and proficient, that's not the word I was looking for, but our article writer. <laughs> prolific. Prolific article writer. <laughs> Thank you, Steve Porter. Hello. He sounds proficient, too, though. He is proficient, very and efficient, and he cranks out a lot of great articles. Oh, he's got thanks. a... And new, he's tall. He is. And so is Craig. Yes. I am. <laughs> and Craig. <laughs> I don't forget. I don't want Craig to feel bad about himself. Well, you know, Craig. we every time you know, we ran into... Because Craig and I were in the Magic Kingdom yesterday, and we ran into a few a few listeners... Or viewers, actually, and the, the the common thing was, oh, you're so much taller than I thought, because shall we see him? Well, he's sitting down, people. Sitting Hello. Down. Yeah, it's, that is literally the number one comment I got. Not that, like, I love you, I think you're great. <laughs> you're so handsome. You're, you are taller <laughs> than I expected you to be. I am, I am six foot three to six foot four, depending on what footwear I wear, and uh, I am sitting down right now, and I slouch whenever I'm doing this. It's bad posture, but... It's good me. We get that question, too. I mean, we get that response, too, when people meet us. Craig's much taller than we thought he was. <laughs> <laughs> and we've lost the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to the show, everyone. Hope you are having a good week. A uh, couple things in housekeeping. First of all, I want to remind everyone, every weekday at noon Eastern time, you can check out The Daily Fix, wdwinfo.com slash dailyfix. And uh, that is our daily update on what's going on in the world of Disney. Give us about three minutes and we'll give you the world. Um, you can also go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Well, actually, we've made some changes with YouTube that I don't think we talked about last week. That no, we, we should didn't. probably clear up for folks. We're now utilizing two different YouTube channels. We have our Diz YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash WDWinfo. And that's where a lot of our uh, 
What, what goes up there, Craig? Uh, the, the, deli, the, the deli fixes are going up there. Yeah, a lot of uh, material that is uh, just. I mean, like daily news, stuff like that is going to be on there. And uh, some of the overviews that we do in park stuff, a lot of that's going to be on there. And then on YouTube.com slash Diz Unplugged, that's where you're going to find all of our shows. So every time you want to go and see a show, uh, you're going to find it all on there. So it's all under one giant big network now. Uh, Maybe even bigger one day. We'll see if we had any other shows in the future. Craig told me a couple months ago that he wanted to make these changes, and I'm still asking questions as to what they mean. So, And I'm still making up answers now. Yes, he is. <laughs> he is. It's called figuring it out as you go along. But then we also want to plug uh, Dreams Unlimited Travel, too. And I was going to get to that oh, next. I'm- I was going to get to that next. I, I've discerned it, it. It deserves its own bullet point its own line i don't want to clump it in with something else so it's thank you would you like to sit? it's like would, thanksgiving dinner would with you like <laughs> would you like to come sit here and do this no clumping i didn't think so I'm good. do you want to make the turkey <laughs> um yes and as craig mentioned the dreams unlimited travel podcast is the newest addition to our our slate of shows going up every monday uh, on the Dreams Unlimited Travel YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash Dreams Unlimited Travel. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, what are we talking about? Uh, well, this week it was, it's uh, Anthem of the Seas, the yes. Royal Caribbean okay. ship. Anthem yeah, of the so Seas. they show this last week's, uh, this current week's show is uh, our review of Anthem of the Seas. We've got to do a pre inaugural sailing. Um, great response. People have been very, very nice uh, with their feedback on that. Thank you very much. And this upcoming episode, the one that will be next Monday, which will be the 18th, that's going to be uh, part one of Kevin and my review of our. Um, river cruise on the Viking. We took a Viking river cruise in France. The Rinda. Uh, the Rinda. We ha- talk a little about the itinerary. Talk a lot about about a lot about the ship, and that'll be part one uh, next week. And if you've ever thought about doing a river cruise, that'll be a good. Because uh, yeah, I want to check it out because I'm interested to know what that experience was like. And if you're interested in booking a river cruise, you can write to me at Kevin at DreamsUnlimitedTravel.com. And get that plug in. Um, also, along with that show, sorry, don't want to interrupt too much, but uh, the but audio, the audio for that is on its own separate feed. It's not falling under disunplugged. So make sure you go to uh, the show notes page and uh, check out where you can subscribe to the Dreams Unlimited Travel podcast. So that way, it's all nice and organized and not lost in the flurry of now shows. of course if you don't remember any of this very simply disunplugged.com you will find all of our shows including the Disneyland edition of the disunplugged which goes which goes up on Mondays as well and I don't think I got a synopsis from Tom did you um I didn't. Well, I did go to synopsis before the show. Uh, their segment that they did this week was Mary Jo is continuing her day six travels uh, in Southern California. I think Huntington Beach was involved oh, in Beach. that. I, I might be wrong. Um, off the top of my head, I think I remember that though. And then in terms of news, uh, they talked about uh, the the final days for like Big Thunder Ranch, uh, the fire that happened at PCH Grill, and one other thing. Can't okay. remember. My bad. No, we are completely off our games uh, this afternoon. It's the it's the cold. We're freezing because yes, it's in the 50s. Seriously, my blood and is probably like negative 31 degrees. <laughs> so uh, that's the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged every Monday. 
uh, every Wednesday, the trip with Jenny Lynn Knopp, Teresa Eccles, and Jackie Gailey. And what are you guys talking about this week? We are talking about the Wyndham Garden Hotel that is at Lake Buena Vista, right across the street from Disney Springs Marketplace. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we have a little off-property hotel review. Yes. Awesome. And of course, Thursdays, 1 p.m. live, disunplugged.com. Craig Williams, Rhino Clavin, and Jenny Lynn Knopf, the Universal Edition of the Diz Unplugged. And what's this week's show going to be about, Craig? Uh, This week, uh, we are answering a question that has been asked at least one or two times to us. Uh, What is it like going to Universal as a solo traveler? So I'm going to be talking about it from the aspect of uh, taking on Universal by yourself. Everything that entails in that. And, of course, every Friday for the month of January, connecting with Walt with Michael Bowling. And Craig Williams, a little look at the history of Disney. And what is this week's show all about? That's a very good question. Uh, We haven't recorded it yet, so I am not fully aware of everything that it is about. Uh, (laughs) I believe we are picking up where we left off on our last story. We last finished off uh, talking about uh, Walt Disney's death with Roy and right as Disney World was starting to open. And I believe we are picking up right there and continuing the, the, the better stories of Roy O. Disney. Or at least you hope. At least I hope. If not, then beats me. It's a surprise. Yeah. Friday will be a surprise, but connecting with Walt, all about the history of Walt Disney and the Disney Company, uh, every Friday this month, disunplugged.com. You can check it out there. Uh, what else do we have for housekeeping? I wanted to mention <clears throat> big congratulations to all the folks who ran in the marathon this past week. Um, we have a whole bunch of listeners, a whole bunch of friends who are in the marathon, and I want to specifically mention Tracy Heinrichs. <coughs> did she uh, run? She did. Well, she might not say she ran specifically, but she did beat that cow catcher car that goes up behind you and like <laughs> scoops you up if you're the last person. So she Fabulous. finished the race, and we're very proud of her. Congratulations, her. Tracy. Yay. She's going to be happy that you referred to it as the cow catcher. <laughs> she would herself. Kathy Worling also did Kathy the- Worling did But Kathy's yeah. done it before, so. We don't yeah. care so much deal. about that. Yeah, it's not a big deal anymore. Ah, <laughs> congratulations to Kathy too and Katie. So mm-hmm. we have a yeah. whole bunch of folks, listeners, and friends, and who ran in the race. So I think the most that I've ever known, actually, like from Facebook friends to people that we actually know, the most I've ever seen that people that I know. Big yeah. year for the race. <clears throat> I might walk it now that I'm now that I'm walking on a regular basis and I'm doing you know as much as I am. Maybe I'll maybe I'll give it a try. I don't know. Do it. There's I'm going to say I'm not. So. Listen to Craig. Do it. <laughs> Just Do letting it. you know. <laughs> Lots of walkers. Yeah. Especially for the 5K and the 10K. And if you keep a fast pace, you still have to keep your pace. But I'm pretty sure you'd pro- you probably keep the pace. I so. think the cow catcher would get me. The 10K, sure. I believe, is six miles. Mm-hmm. 6.2. Yeah, that I could do easily. Yeah. I should do, do it. I could do that easily. And I'd say you walk it probably about 14 miles a or 14 uh it's a 14 minute mile yeah all right that's a little that's a little uh, faster than i currently do i currently do about a 20 minute mile but i guess i could push it well we were running through the parks yesterday then huh Mm. never mind i don't know what that means (laughs) he was comparing your speed like to what you guys did yesterday yeah i walk uh 14 minute mile and you were going at my pace yesterday yeah. pretty much the entire day so i think you walk faster than you know okay well yeah i'm not like really tracking it like crazy i just kind of estimate from what it takes me to do a two mile two three mile walk mm-hmm. so i don't know but maybe i'll do it one day 
But yeah, uh, I, that's a good segue into, I just wanted to mention to everybody that, uh, as I said last week, uh, we are now, uh, members of the team are in the parks every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Uh, Craig and I are in the Magic Kingdoms this month uh, on Monday. Mm-hmm. And let's see, Tuesday, uh, Jenny Lynn and Rhino are in Epcot. Which is why he's not here today. Right. Uh, Wednesday, Rhino and Steve Porter are at Hollywood Studios. Yep. Thursday, you and Kathy are in Animal Kingdom. Correct. And then Friday, Craig and Jenny Lynn are at Disney Springs. Mm Mm-hmm. Did I actually get that all right from memory? Yes, sir. Wow, I'm good. You've been taking some memory pills or what? I don't know what's happening to me. (laughs) But uh, so if you happen to run into us in the park, if you're in the parks those days, uh, keep an eye out for for us and come say hello. We may not stop and say hello back, but you can at least stop and say hello. Uh, Of course. No, we love it. We love it when folks had a bunch of folks stop us yesterday. That was nice. Yep. I'm tall. Yeah. (laughs) They tell me how wonderful I am and they tell Craig how tall he is. So I'm okay with that. You can keep doing that. So, all right. Anything else for housekeeping? All right, then we'll throw it over to Johnny with the news. All right, our first news story. Man arrested at Disney Resort after fight over broken Hello Kitty toothbrush. I don't hear any snickering. It was a very serious... <laughs> Can I just serious... say when I first heard this that I thought there was a scuffle like in the hotel room and the toothbrush got broken like in a scuffle? <laughs> As a side to the fight. <laughs> An Australian man was arrested at Disney's Animal Kingdom Lodge Villas after he demanded compensation for a broken Hello Kitty toothbrush. Oh, I love the picture. I need to know if it was oh his. Oh, my goodness. I, I just, you know what, what made me feel good about this story is that... Um, this kind of abject crazy is not limited to the United States. <laughs> that people in other countries are also, I, I got to stop myself from what I was about to say, um, bat poop crazy. <laughs> um, so, go ahead. He locked himself in his room and kept someone else's luggage hostage. The incident occurred early Monday morning, January 4th, 2016. Setia Kernanowan, 49, and his wife, Vani Kutunu, 44, <laughs> were staying at the resort in room 7845. This is important. Uh, yeah. That you know his room number. 14 bags of luggage. 14 <laughs> bags of luggage. Were accidentally were, delivered. Were inadvertently delivered to them instead of the correct room of 7845. That's why that number is important. Hotel staff tried for two hours to get the couple to give them the bags back so they could deliver them to the correct room. No one thought to give them four bucks. <laughs> I mean, this could have been this could have been solved with a five spot. First of all, who opens their door and accepts 14 bags that are not there? And the whole thing over is his toothbrush being broken. Well, hold give on. Let, let, let him finish the story. Let him finish the story. The couple refused to open their door, saying that their Hello Kitty toothbrush had been broken, and they wouldn't open the door until receiving compensation for it. The hotel manager did not offer help for the broken toothbrush, so they kept their door locked and refused to turn over the luggage. Hotel staff called the police after a couple became, quote, aggressive and confrontational when she, the hotel manager, contacted them about the mishap. Just after midnight on Monday morning, deputies arrived and knocked on the door for 10 minutes. The couple still refused to open the door, even though deputies said they would be arrested if they didn't turn over their luggage. When Gustamigo finally opened the door, she let them in to see all the luggage still in the room. The police report states that she then, quote, stuck her finger in one of their faces and started yelling. 
the deputy pushed her hand down and then Kunawanan lunged towards him. The deputy got him on the ground. Uh, Gustamago pulled the hotel manager into the room by her jacket and then hit a hotel security officer in the ear. This is like a movie. I mean, that must have in felt the like ear? they were living either in a movie or like some sort of bad dream. Kunawagan was arrested on, quote, charges of battery uh, on a law enforcement officer, uh, grand theft, and resisting an officer without violence. He was then later released from the Orange County Jail on bail. Report The report states that Gustamigo was released at the hotel to care for their children. Oh, the kids were present, too, which is that's the cherry on the Sunday here, folks. But these people are raising kids. The moral to the story, the Orlando Sentinel adds that it's unclear if they were ever compensated for the toothbrush. Well, you have to, you know, this, this, this has to end in a mystery because we have to have the sequel. I want to know, I need to know if the Hello Kitty toothbrush sales spiked any the next day. Okay, Gallon, Gallon. I did. Okay. So I thought it would be a funny joke if I brought Hello Kitty toothbrushes to the podcast. Could not find one. Oh, my. So now I know why he's upset. I do you want you to know this. our search was limited in scope. <laughs> Except that one store. CVS near here doesn't have them. Okay. Uh, I don't understand if it was how a Mickey Mouse toothbrush. There's a special kind of crazy sometimes that come to Disney parks. And I don't understand because you have to be fairly, I mean, somewhat successful to afford a Disney vacation. And I don't know how these people succeed you in think, life. You, do you think money and mental health yeah, exactly. go hand in hand? <laughs> well, yeah. Should've known, you should have met me seven years ago. I was saying, look at our presidential race. <laughs> <laughs> I, do, I love this. The whole story is so weird. He's talking weird. about Bernie Sanders. <laughs> yeah, well, the whole Again. story is so weird with the 14 pieces of luggage. Yeah. First of all, when that luggage starts coming to your room, wouldn't a light bulb go off and say, hmm, something must be wrong? Especially if you our had luggage had babies. There. I mean, like, it sounds like to me they had already been there, but still accepted the, still accepted the luggage, you know? Like, I, I don't understand that part. <laughs> so weird. I keep going back to $5. Yeah. Right. And Somebody hand them $5. And how did the toothbrush get broken? What, did the luggage fall on the toothbrush? Did 14 <laughs> pieces of luggage yeah. break the toothbrush? There are so many unanswered <laughs> so questions. We need to, this needs to be a with lifetime this, movie. With this, uh, <laughs> now, let me tell you something. You know, I see stuff like this. And it's like manna from the news gods, from the content (laughs) gods. This story, this story generated over 55,000 page views on the Diz last week. That's how, I mean, it just, (laughs) people loved it. Love this story. You know, if somebody would have gotten in their car and drove driven over to the Hell no, I'm sorry, store that, in celebration. That was that was one day, by the way. That was a that was one day it generated fifty five thousand page views, not over the course of a week. So please, people come day. here, do crazy stuff, because we really <laughs> need to try. Well, I've I've been telling the guys I'm I'm at a point where I'm okay with them like uh intentionally doing stuff to make news. Um so <laughs> that what can, Rhino's doing today? Yeah. Getting his Power Ranger lunchbox broken or something? No, he's got his uh, <laughs> his assless Spider-Man pajamas. Oh, no. <laughs> and he's walking through uh, Future World. Oh, oh that's awful. <laughs> there's, a visual, there's a visual for me to you. <laughs> really? All of a sudden, Epcot's going to be closed for <laughs> Thanks for li- cleaning. <laughs> Thanks for listening, kids. <laughs> this is just, it's a great story. Such a great story. All right, moving on to our second news story. Industrial Light and Magic rumored to be working on Star Wars-themed boat ride. Rumors are coming out that this week's uh, consumer electronics show, CES, in Las Vegas, that Industrial Light and Magic is working with Walt Disney Imagineering on a boat ride that would include a giant projection screen and precision-controlled boats. ILM was a visual effects group created by George Lucas, 
Lucas, which Lucas. Disney Lucas, which Disney now owns due to its purchase of Lucasfilm, leading some to believe that the boat ride could be part of the upcoming Star Wars themed lands at Disney's Hollywood Studios and Disneyland Park. John Snotty, executive vice president of Imagineering, said that he that the pro- said that the project that ILM and Imagineering are working on could be quote unprecedented in a way. There you go. That's vague. <laughs> it will be a boat ride where the boats are controlled down to millimeters to precisely align them frame by frame to this ILM giant projection that will be able to determine where people's eyes are to give a sense of depth in 3D. Disney is also working on a boat ride for an <coughs> excuse me. Disney is also working on a boat ride for an Avatar-themed land in Disney's Animal Kingdom, but with the ILM connection, a Star Wars-themed project would make sense. Lucasfilm and Walt Disney Imagineering have made no official comment on the project. It sounds very much like Ratatouille, but in a boat. Well, which seems to me to be we much rode harder. In, well, we rode in a raft, mm. so a boat could be on dry land but be shaped like a boat. That's true. Absolutely, it could be true. But I think that if there's water involved, I think that makes it so much more complicated to align it to a certain position. Yeah, I just, I, you know, in reading this and hearing about this, the number of things that could go wrong with this ride, um, you know, I, I look at the problems that Universal has with Escape from Gringotts, which is kind of like a, a – a roller coaster with a 3D uh, a 3D projection, and that thing's going down. That thing's down more than it's up, I think. Uh, great ride, don't get me wrong. It's a great ride, but it has a lot of operational issues. And I hear this, and I think, okay, great. I mean, this could be really, really cool. But I also start thinking about, you know, when you're talking about controlling boats, the position of boats to within millimeters, his words, not mine, that's, I also don't see the the connection between Star Wars and boats. Well, that's okay. That's what my brother Kevin said. My brother Kevin said the exact same thing. What does Star Wars have to do with boats? Yeah, there's there's three things I think of in this. One, uh, boat rides are really good for Disney because they are capacity hogs. Uh, something that will be very important coming up with load. Star Wars. Yeah, it's yeah. just they, it eats up so many people an hour, and that would be really good. But uh, two. Star Wars and boats don't really go along with each other. And then three, uh, how many times have we been on Pirates or Small World when you are just stuck like three scenes before you actually get off the boat and you're like almost all the way back to where the the town's burning uh, or just in the heaven scene because they are so slow at unloading and it just... To me, even though they want to line it up precisely, I don't think they'll ever be able to get it the right way. So, I agree. Well, you know, it remains to be seen. It may not even be for Star Wars. This may be for... Seems uh, like there's a lot of... But the, no, it's not for Avatar. You know, it Well, like but it's Industrial the, Light and Magic, you know, which now that Disney owns them, it makes sense that they would probably want to use them in some regard. Does Disney own Industrial Light and Magic? Sure they do. They got it yeah. with uh, when they purchased Lucasfilm. Yep. Um, they got ILM. So. I didn't know that. However, ILM has also done effects for every single movie out there, including Avatar. So, I mean, ILM's not specific to Star Wars, but I agree. It all seems very weird that it would be a boat ride. There's lots of uh, Jar Jar talk in the, uh, in the comments about it being an underwater boat ride. Uh, now, if if they are stupid enough, <laughs> you want to hear a rant? 
<laughs> let them come out with a Jar Jar Banks boat ride at Star Wars Land, and I will lose my mind. Let's base it on the worst character ever. Yeah, the most ruined the franchise. Most hated, <laughs> the most hated character in the history of the Star Wars canon. Yeah, let's base a ride around that. That would go over well. That would go over well. But oh, that would be funny though. Jar Jar Binks. Oh, They're going to replace Stitch with Jar Jar. Jar Jar's Great Escape. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, our third and final news story. Disney seeks permission from the FAA to use drones. The Walt Disney Company has filed for an exception with the Federal Aviation Administration that would allow them to use drones over their U.S. theme parks. The application, which was filed back in October, mentions safety precautions and planned uses which would include fireworks. The quote-unquote Flixel machines mentioned in the application include, quote, advanced control and positioning technology, onboard sensors, and advanced wireless communication solutions. The Flixels would weigh less than 10 pounds and would operate over water or restricted areas. The application also cites Disney's history of technological innovation and its safety record. Though not a drone, the fire-breathing dragon that flew over New Fantasyland's grand opening in 2012 gives a hint as to the possible future use of the drone technology. Well, I think everyone has the same fear. What if one of these things fall out of the sky? It only weighs 10 pounds, but it, when it drops from 300 feet. Uh, yeah. Did you all see the video of the downhill skier and the drone fell? Like literally inches behind him, just missed him. A drone oh. fell out of the sky, oh and they said if it had hit him, he would have been killed. Mm. And I think to myself, I, you know, I think that's why there's a lot of talk in the filing about their safety record. I understand it's over water, but do you want a free floating thing shooting fireworks? Yeah, I don't think they'll have them over guest areas. I don't think they'd have them because they're talking about over water or over uh, like, restricted areas, which means it's not going to be uh, like. Guest areas, like I would imagine. World Showcase Lagoon area, maybe over the water there. They could do it. Because if it falls, then it just falls into the water. Well, I wonder if it has anything to do with Rivers of Light. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel that like they would have. when I read it. Yeah, but that's supposed to be debuting in the next couple months. And I feel like the whole process is going to take a lot longer. That's true. Um, the, the one thing about some higher-end drones, they do have, like, backup functions built into them so if they lose connection to their controls they're supposed to just hover and come down gently um, but then again i don't know if those actually are 100 percent working all the time and if those ones will eventually just plummet too but uh it, just looking at some of the patent pictures that they released a while back uh they they could do a lot of really interesting things if they're uh if they're able to get the FAA to get on board with them. All right. That looks like Cinderella Castle's on fire. (laughs) That's what that drawing looks like to me. That's the after picture after the drones. (laughs) These are the drones crashing into the castle and guests screaming in horror. Uh, You know, one word for you people, Terminator. We've all seen the movie. We all know what can happen. Cyberdyne. Mm -hmm. Cyberdyne Systems. Division of ILM, a division of Disney. All right, that'll do it for the news. All right, thank you, John. We'll move, go ahead and move on to Rapid Fire. What do you have for us this week, John? Um, ABC Family Network is going to become the Freeform Network, which feels like a very strange move. Um, they're Disney saying they're trying to get rid of the ABC name. Does that mean they're going to stop wearing underwear? 
Oh, I thought they were trying to get part of the rid of the family name actually, because yes. a lot of their shows are not so family friendly. That's, and that's <laughs> the second part. The second part is people are really focusing on the fact that they're getting rid of the family name, and the quote is, "Where do I have it? Family was deemed unhip for the Disney-owned network." And you think <laughs> Disney's about family? Right? Yeah. What? Families aren't cool, kids. Uh, there you go. There's your message. So, yeah, I agree. That's Julie. a great tagline yeah. for a network because families aren't cool. <laughs> I think it's because they're trying to do more adult-ish or, or tween-ish stuff, so they're trying to get away from the family name. But look for ABC Family to become the freeform network. All right. Thank you, John. Kevin, what do you have? Uh, I have two. The first one is The Lion Guard Adventure to debut at Animal Kingdom. Uh, it starts February 7th, and the Lion Guard adventure allows young guests to become honorary members of the Lion Guard as they explore the park in search of five main characters from the popular TV movie. Kion, Bunga, Fuji, Beshti, and Ono. Mm -hmm. Did I say them right? Mm -hmm. All are missing their Hello Kitty doll. <laughs> Hello Kitty toothbrush. These characters are represented as colorful statues that are perfect for kid-sized photo ops. Like the movie, the experience encourages interest in protecting animals and caring for nature. Once they complete the adventure, every child can take a special pledge to become an honorary member of the Lion Guard. <coughs> Excuse okay. me. They receive a special button. This is going to be there from the beginning of February through late March. Well, let me just say, guests at Animal Kingdom, be prepared for a lot of roaring. Because the Lion Guard is all about the roar. I know, I've seen the movie like five times. <laughs> And my last one is just really quick. I can't let this podcast go without mentioning that David Bowie passed away this week. David Bowie does have a Disney connection through the Henson Studios. He's worked with um, them on a movie. And I don't know about the rest of you, but David Bowie was part of my musical life. He's been around since I've known about him since I was 11. So, And the fact that he's gone has left John and I kind of sad. I guess you never think about it, but and you don't notice it until they're gone. And I'm going to miss him. So, Me too. Agreed. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Jackie. So we've got um, some more Run Disney in my rapid fire. Um, with all the recent changes to costume policies at Disney, people were very creative with what they wore this past weekend for the marathon um, at Walt Disney World. Really cool stuff. Um, coming up later this week is the Run Disney Star Wars Half Marathon Weekend from January 14th to 17th at the what Disney. What is it, like a marathon every weekend now? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is, yeah. There's That's a lot of them. Huge business now. So popular. A lot of people yeah. went. I apologize for getting in the middle of your That's rapid okay. fire, but a lot of people went from this past marathon on a Disney cruise mm -hmm. to do the Castaway Key 5K or whatever it is out there. Indeed, yep. Yep. So a lot of my friends are on that cruise and they're showing their different costumes that have been tailored to uh, to run the Castaway Key 5K, yep. Yeah, it's really cool. So um, the Star Wars Half Marathon is at the Disneyland Resort in Anaheim from January 14th to the 17th. And uh, Star Wars friends Matt Martin, who manages the digital content and community relations at Lucasfilm, and Cole Harton, Horton, who is the Star Wars contributor and author to Star Wars-related books, will also be joining the Galactic Weekend. Um, Matt is going to be sporting the popular new droid in the galaxy, BB-8. Um, there's an outfit... Um, here that is inspired by New Balance and Champion, and it's really cool. You can see the colors, and any Star Wars fan is going to recognize him. Um, and then Cole will channel his inner R2-D2, who may be skilled 
maybe a skilled starship mechanic and a fighter's fighter pilot's assistant, but he's also known for his great bravery. And you'll recognize um, his R2-D2 colors there. Now, um, Disney bounding is becoming more of a thing here because of the costume regulations. So um, you can find lots of information about Disney bounding. We've got a great thread on the boards called Disney bounding, and we'll have links in the show Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine that. Yep. Coincidental. And then another one that's um, not so obvious, but it's a really good one. Disney World Outfits, What to Wear. Lots and lots of Disney Bound pictures in there. So shout out to Leslie Kay, who created the Disney Bound. Awesome. Yeah. Pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. So those links will be in the show notes. Great. Thank you, Jackie. What's Disney Bounding? Oh, it's the coolest thing ever. That's when you wear clothing. You don't wear a costume, but you wear clothing inspired by a particular character. Um, like you dress in all green to be discussed from inside out or something. Yeah. Like one of my favorites is Snow White. People will wear like yellow jeans Mm -hmm. and a red shirt with a blue scarf. Oh. Yeah. Great. (laughs) So we should expect that from you next week, yellow jeans. I was going to say I could organize something for you. He's a little bit Mickey today. Yeah. A little bit. Not with the navy though. He's navy blue. Yeah. He's black. Um. Yeah, they don't really sell a lot of yellow jeans at the Big and Tall Men shop. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they have things. For Maybe us that mustard. We can do. <laughs> <They> have- mm. <laughs> that was Charles Nelson Riley for all of you out there. <laughs> Black polo, red cap. Oh. You should probably stop thinking about those. <laughs> Just get some yellow shoes, Kevin. That'll make it easier. <laughs> all right, thank you, Jackie. Julie, what do you have? Okay, I have two. Um, both of mine come from the Orlando Weekly, and one of them is via Craig Williams. He helped me out this week. So um, Seinfeld Soup Nazi is going to be coming to visit some of our local Publix chains to shill soup and maybe yell at us. I'm really excited. <laughs> I can I only get, hope he's going to be at my Publix. I can yell at you right now if you want. <laughs> yeah, really. If I get you that excited, um, I can so, channel it. <laughs> so Publix is bringing the soup Nazi uh, Larry Thomas to Kissimmee and several pu- other Publix branches on Thursday, February 4th. He'll be ladling, ladling out soups um, from this original soup man company. Um, this is all coming stemming from some I can't pronounce this name. I'm going to be like John and be like Al yeah, Soup Kitchen International. <laughs> And NYC um, is where they're coming from. So we don't know exactly where they're going to be yet, like the specific locations, but I'm really hoping the closer it gets to it, they may let us know. I mean, I saw Dr. Oz in my Lake Mary Public, so I'm hoping they're going to pick Lake Mary. <laughs> so wh- when is this now? February 4th. Okay. So we still have a little ways to go, but I, seriously, Craig, if I hear they're coming to my Publix... You need to come. We're I'm, gonna, we're gonna go. I'm going wherever he's at. I know. I mean, Soup I Nazi know episode I'm, is my favorite. It is. It's I, I want to do it my walk favorite. up. You know, I want to see if I do it correctly. If I, he's going to yell at me. <laughs> Got to order the mulligatani. <laughs> I see. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> please put a shot on Kevin. Please. Please put a camera on Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Craig and I are excited. Maybe not other people. Are you going to wear, like, special costumes? No. Just so you're not going to, like, soup bound? Soup Nazi bounding? I love <laughs> soup anyway. I love Seinfeld, and that is one of my favorite episodes. Go. <laughs> um, my other rapid fire has to do with food as well, but this has to do with uh, Mardi Gras. Since it's uh, carnival season, I thought people might like to know where they can get a king cake for themselves. You can get one at Publix, um, but in my opinion, this is the one with the baby Jesus in the middle you can choke on. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like a surprise, you know. You never know when you might die. Publix. Chip tooth, chip tooth. 
Publix does not put the baby inside. They won't even put it in the package. You have to ask for it, and then they will give you your little plastic baby Jesus. No, because it's called liability. <laughs> so anyway, Publix... What, happen, what, happen, what happened to your, to your brother? Oh, he choked on baby Jesus. <laughs> that could happen at communion. <laughs> but not, not unless communion wafers are little plastic they baby dry, Jesus dolls. They are dry as crap, though. And not a surprise, either. It's not like, oh, no, a communion wafer. Yeah. Ooh, I wasn't expecting that. Right. It's not like they shoot them with a slingshot. <laughs> oh, that would be really cool. Okay, anyway. So... Publix, I don't like their king cake. They're really not. Hello Kitty toothbrushes, one shell. But if that's all you can get, go ahead. Um, Two Orlando bakeries are offering king cakes. Um, One is actually in Lake Mary, and it's called Chez Jacqueline. She takes orders um, for about $36, and she will do king cake cake however you wish. If you're in Disney, Lake Mary is on the other side of the earth. Well, hold on, hold on. There's also, well, that's why I said Publix, which that's the crappier king cake, but give it a try. And then Benjamin's French Bakery in Thornton Park is also offering king cakes um, for $30. This is more of a traditional cake, so it doesn't have the icing and the sugar on it. And this comes with a tiny Virgin Mary instead of a baby. Oh, so you could choke on the Virgin Mary. (laughs) So you have your choice. You could either choke on baby Jesus or choke on Virgin Mary. (laughs) They don't put them inside. You're responsible for doing it now. It's too much of a liability. But anyway, so I love king cakes. and So you can take the Virgin Mary, put her into a pastry, and choke on her. <laughs> it's basically what this tradition, apparently, is all about. No, so I think, it must be just like Christmas for you people. And what happens oh, when you I find the gone, baby Jesus? Gone, it doesn't well, that mean you're responsible yes, for responsible baking the cake? buying the next cake. I'm sorry. The there party. should be some sort of miracle involved. <laughs> It's a miracle you survived. It's a miracle you don't choke to death. <laughs> and you haven't chipped your teeth. <laughs> and you have to drive to Thornton Park or like... <laughs> or Publix. I'm telling you, but Publix is just not as good. Or order one on one from a new While you're doing that, you'll bakery. see the soup, Nancy. Yeah, exactly. Two for one. <laughs> okay. Maybe the soup, Nazi will put the Virgin Mary in your king cake. Mm. If you ask him nice. If you approach correctly, he's probably going to tell me to go. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to do something with this. Do you know this started out bad, <laughs> <laughs> and it never recovered. All right. Well, thank you, Julie. Craig, are you choking on any, any uh, religious figures? I'm not. Um, I am choking on just normal food. <laughs> that was a ham sandwich, by the way. <laughs> you and Mama Cass, go ahead. Oh man. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> Can we skip to Steve for a second? <laughs> Steve, go. I'm sorry. What is it, too soon? Too soon. <laughs> too soon. Sure, that old story. People will wait and hate me. Steve, go ahead. Okay. Uh, new acts bring fresh energy to Lanuba at Cirque du Soleil. Um, the team at Lanuba, the resident Cirque du Soleil show at Disney Springs, introduced two new elements to their show. <laughs> The first is a high-energy trio of breakdancing b-boys. Interesting. Um, okay. Of what? Breakdancing break b-boys. What, what does that mean? Like hip-hop dancers. Not as good oh. as the a-boys. Second-tier <laughs> um, like hip-hop dancers. And what Disney calls a mesmerizing aerial bamboo act. Uh, they haven't released details on what? what? <laughs> well, they already have the aerial like. Don't say stuff people. like that when I'm drinking. Right. <laughs> the people that swing on the curtains must yeah. be tired. They, they haven't released details on what the aerial bamboo act includes. I can only imagine that it's painful. Well, it's in the air and it includes bamboo. <laughs> so, yeah. 
I don't know. They did say the uh, B-Boys have choreographed uh, freestyle solo moments and precise time moves. Moves. I think. But are they doing the aerial stuff with the bamboo? (laughs) No, I think it's two separate acts. No, it's Um, little Asian girls with the yo-yos that are doing the bamboo act. (laughs) The nine-year-olds that are supposed to be (laughs) twenty-two. Like non-growth hormone to keep them nine forever. They're my favorite part of the show. <laughs> How many people are we going to offend in this show today? Oh, God. All right. Well, thank you, Steve. Yeah. Craig, are you done with your uh, choking on your ham sandwich? Uh, yes, I am. Uh, I am here to talk to you about a Tables in Wonderland event. It I thought is... he was going to say health insurance. <laughs> <laughs> I could talk to you about that, too, but that's not as interesting. Was uh, that this Field to Feast thing? Yes, the field defeats thing. I'm not putting up the slide for those of you watching on video because I wrote it wrong on there. Um, but on Saturday, February 20th, they are doing the third annual field defeats dinner if you're a Tables in Wonderland uh, member. And basically. What did you write wrong? Uh, it's the third annual, not the oh. second annual. Oh, I thought maybe you like, made a really good misspelling. Nah, nah, nah. But uh, all the, some of the. Best chefs from uh, Walt Disney World Resort will be featuring items from their menus, uh, and it's at it's in Mount Dora, Florida, actually. So it's not on property. Um, it's very pricey at one hundred ninety-five dollars per person, but it all benefits the uh, Kids Cafe program of Second Harvest Food Bank of Central Florida, providing a lot of food to. You know what? Uh, if you want to help, if you want to help the food bank, send them two hundred bucks. Don't drive to Mount Dora. What? What happened to Tables in Wonderland? What is going on? First of all, this is the first event in a really long time that they've announced. Yeah. And second, this is like so weird. Why aren't they I doing? They were the- eating outside, wasn't it in Delwood or something? I thought I read it. Yeah, Mount it's- Dora, but it's still sort of outside and yeah. in a field. Well, they have fields. <laughs> I mean, they used to do that thing where we went to uh, the Great Movie Ride and had dinner. We went there. to the Disney Design Group. Yeah, this yeah, they would do some cool stuff. Indoors. I don't know. There's a miniature lighthouse in Mount Dora. Oh. <laughs> wow, well, now just drop what you're doing. How miniature? Can I shove it in a cake? <laughs> I need specifics. Taller than Craig. <laughs> and Craig's tall. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Craig. That'll do it for Rapid Fire. Let's go ahead and talk about the top five trip planning threads on Disboards.com. Without using the December. word cool. Oh, or bounding. Or <laughs> Uh oh. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna try. Okay, so the number five thread on the disboards for trip planning in December 2015 was why Christmas. Was that a was that a, like a, a just a general question? General question. Like why the, Christmas? Yep. Oh. On the theme parks, attractions, and strategies because you know all you ever see online is how busy it is and how crazy it is just even i mean i remember the days where the first couple weeks of of december weren't so crazy and now it's the whole month of december is just and the whole and now january January too january too yeah Yeah. because the marathon comes out i was amazed when we went into the park Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yesterday and it was hollywood studios was crazy and there are hundreds of people walking around with hubcaps around (laughs) flavor of flames that's funny (laughs) so so but it doesn't change the fact that Thousands of people flock to Walt Disney World during the holidays. It's amazing. There's there's nothing like it. I mean, everything is all dressed up in the, their Christmas best. Everything, it's um, very fancy, very beautiful. Some of the most gorgeous holiday decorations I've ever seen. So 
Um, that thread is really fun. It, there's a lot of people that are saying why they go year after year. It's really a it's really a good thread. Um, in the number four slot, talk to me about afternoon breaks. Yes or no? Why and how long? That one was started by me, Grumpy, on the theme parks. Theme parks. I think <laughs> sounds like needs a break. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> theme parks attractions and strategies forum. Um, you know, I always recommend that if people are going to the parks with little kids, that they take a break in the middle of the day. Because now, if you're a late park goer, you know, ten, eleven o'clock in the morning, you don't really need a break in the middle of the day. But if you're one of those people who likes to be at rope drop, you're going to need to go back to the resort and take a break. So it's not about you know, at least when our kids were little, it's not really about how long can you stay in the parks for one day. If you want to see the nighttime entertainment, you gotta you gotta go take a nap. So lots of people weighing in on that thread. Can I plug myself on that? Please. I actually have four articles. Do that what to yourself? <laughs> Anyways, this episode has uh, been cranking and plugging. Yep. I, I have four articles that have to do with um, where to take breaks. So, oh. fun fact: each park has a has an article. So, we'll put those in the in the show notes, huh? Um, she looked at Pete. Really <laughs> She's looking at me. I don't do the show notes. <laughs> I. Why are you still on me? <laughs> you should only take breaks at your hotel. I'll just make it simple. There, there you go. go. Okay. <laughs> Not allowed to take breaks anywhere else. Sorry, folks. Oh, short articles there, Steve. <laughs> Sorry for you. you. Um, in the number three spot is on our Aulani, a Disney resort and spa forum. Which now has a new symbol. It sure does. You so excited. About folks that. will be very happy to know that you will easily find our Aulani forum with the little. Okay, if you don't symbol. move on from the from the mm -hmm. symbol. Yes, it's very I'm easy so to over spot. the Aulani because there was like a thirty minute conversation before the show about this new Aulani symbol, and you would have thought somebody just handed her the winning Powerball ticket. <laughs> I really want to win. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. That makes all of us. Once I mean, we use the word much. billion. I'm in. I really want to win. Yeah. I'm no longer judgmental. <laughs> <laughs> so it doesn't take much to make me happy. What can I say? So what's the one thing you wish you knew? Started by Disney Dreams on the lovely Alani forum. This is a really, really good thread for those of you that have never been to Alani before and you're thinking about going. Um, lots of folks that have already been there are saying what they wish they would have known before they went. Like so, the spa tubs are outdoors, so you can't be naked. <laughs> Ah. Yeah. If you're in the, yeah, well, the, uh, yeah. Like if you want to take one of those baths. I mean, it was very nice, but I had to wear my swimsuit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. It's not a bath. <laughs> there you go. All right, so. Well, I'll just stop the conversation, Dad. <laughs> I haven't there been there, so that, I don't know that part. Looking, that's waiting, perfect. You see yeah. Julie naked in the hot tub. Well, and that's something you should know, because if you see it in photos or whatever, you know, you're thinking, oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Bring your swimsuit. Um, all right. In the number two spot on the community board, at what age do you stop taking your adult child on vacation? Started never? by Beck one. <laughs> well, you know, we were having a conversation. Like, yeah, never. <laughs> never. Yeah. So this, this has me really thinking because our oldest just turned 18. And, you know, when do you start teaching your kid that they need to maybe pitch in monetarily, you know, for vacation? Um, or when do you just six? <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Get a job. Uh, really interesting uh, looks on this though on this thread because it's goes from someday one day your eighteen to the other. year old is going to take you on vacation. Yeah. yeah, I hope so. Be prepared for that. 
that would be good. I'd like him to do that. Um, but, you know, it's something to really consider because family vacations. Yeah. I mean, you know, do you do you keep taking them? Do you worry about college and jobs? And do you plan them around their vacations? Or do you just go and let them kind of fend for themselves? I mean, when do you draw that line? So really good conversation going there. And let's see. The last thread for the most popular uh, trip planning thread for December was all about the marathon weekend. Uh, this one was started by Hockey Chick on our Run Disney events and competition forum. Now, this forum is on our WISH. It's W-I-S-H. Stands for We're Inspired to Stay Healthy. For those of you that can't find the Run Disney sub-forum there. Um, and people are still talking about the marathon over the weekend. Some people are still at Walt Disney World. So that's a, a lot of people Craig. are still at Walt Disney. Like I said, we Craig and I were yeah. in the Magic Kingdom yesterday. And, you know, I, I realize in general crowds are higher now than they used to be. But the park was pretty much packed. Mm-hmm. It was a Monday. Disney Studios was packed. In yesterday. January. <clears throat> And, okay, let me also say, I love Christmas. I love Christmas. I love celebrating Christmas. I love the whole Christmas season. Love everything about Christmas. I really got into it this year, too. I was just had a great Christmas this year. But it's January 12th. Take down your Christmas decorations already. I go on, you know... You, you, you go onto Main Street and you see all the Christmas decorations still there, and you're like, "Okay, the moment's passed. Time to let go." I well, don't get it, especially when Halloween is gone so quickly and Christmas comes. Oh yeah, so fa- they do that turnover so quickly. Disney and has so- succeeded in turning the slowest month out that they typically have into one of their busiest months. Okay, but here's with the Run thing: Run Disney. But do you want to stare? Do you really do? You, do you want? To be looking at your Christmas decorations in the middle of January. Here's the deal. I don't, personally. And as a matter of fact, we kind of made a joke saying that at least we were further ahead in getting ours down than Disney was when we went to the park. But I think that people who are going for the marathon look at this as a way of enjoying Christmas at Disney past not traveling at Christmas. I just think that Disney succeeded in bringing people in in January now, which Mm -hmm. was their slowest month ever. I don't agree with it. I think it's, you know, take that stuff down and move on, but... Yeah, it just feels like, you know, the guy who doesn't want to leave the party. He's like, so, like, like the sad guy who doesn't want to leave the party. And then I think what was even weirder was that they had Christmas carols still playing. Yes, Christmas music was still playing. Yeah, that was weird. And it just is like, oh, come on. They're catering to the runners that have extended their vacations. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, Could be. yeah. But all right. Well, thank you, Jackie. For that list? Actually, according, uh, apparently Christmas decorations are coming down today, according to some commenters. Oh, well, hallelujah. About time. I'd like to take a picture down Main Street and not have a Christmas tree in it, but all right. Well, anyway, thank you, Jackie. Um, Before we wrap up our show, we do have a dining review for you. Last night, John, Kevin, Craig, and myself went over to Hollywood Studios. Three gays and a Craig. Three gays and a Craig. <laughs> um, segment. Or three and a half men. Um, oh, man. oh, wow. But he's tall. <laughs> oh, if you didn't listen to the last part, Craig's tall. Um, 
And uh, we checked out Minnie's Silver Screen Dine at the Hollywood and Vine restaurant, and I use that word lightly, at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Now, this is, uh, you know, it, this is always a buffet restaurant, and uh, they do various themes throughout the year, and I guess because it's now award season, they're doing this. So, I'm going to let Kevin take the lead. It's a buffet where Swanson cooked your food. <laughs> it's like they made Hungry Man dinners for everybody. Um, I think it's a stretch of a theme. They had extra costumes laying around. I mean, Goofy looked like he was going to Studio 54. Um, Daisy looked like a faded silent movie star. Mickey looked like he was dressed as the Rat Pack, which I thought was really funny. Mickey didn't seem amused by the fact that I thought he was part of the Rat Pack. He kind of hit me in the head with his ear and pushed me out of the way. Um, <laughs> oh, just like Sinatra. Exactly. Uh, I didn't find the food horrific. <laughs> I found there were things that were edible. They had a good uh, seafood bisque that I thought was good. They had some roasted beets, which I thought were terrific. Um, okay, that says a lot. <laughs> I'm, we're picking and choosing. No, I, right. I'll tell you, you know, the, 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 the carved turkey was out of this world. It was excellent. I thought that was really good. I also thought, thought the pork was, the bacon-wrapped pork was okay. quite good. Out of this world? It the was turkey, a, I thought the turkey was very good. That, that's different than out of this world. I mean, I would consider it edible and okay. I ate some of it. It was good. I thought it was but very I've juicy. Had, uh, oh, no, see, my piece wasn't. No, mine was very juicy, very flavorful. I think everything was, in my opinion, was very hit or miss. Yeah. We mm. talked about the fact that they had the seafood bisque, which I thought was incredible. Um, I tried the pork. I didn't think the pork was very good, but I tried the steak, and I thought the steak was very good. So it was very hit or miss along the way. I think what really is weird about this is it's such a strange theme that all of a sudden that they've tried to do this, you know, overlay of the award season. Well, what I'm what I'm noticing, and and I don't eat at this restaurant ever, um, so I don't know what its buffet is, its dinner buffet is normally. But when we did the Star Wars one version of this, I guess back in May or June, I'm pretty sure it was the same menu, the same food. Um, and and here's, here's the thing, time. is that some of it's good, some of it is atrocious. None of it is really done, is prepared with any kind of flair or any kind of... Care or finesse. None right. at all. Um, I also think it's an odd theme. First of all, we are to. not their target audience. Three adult, four adult men are not the target audience for this. However, well, given how empty the restaurant was, I don't think they have much of a target audience right now. We were but. sitting next to a little three-year-old girl named Olivia, who I found charming. Yes, Olivia was over the moon when these people, the characters, would come over to talk to her. And I think to myself, that's who this is for. I'm not sure Olivia understands award season. Well, but, <laughs> you know, I, I, I get that. And I'm, I'm fully on board with character meals are aimed at kids. And yes, but I'm, having I'm, this be a, I mean, award season tells me that they're aiming this towards adults. Well, they, well, because the adults are the ones that are making the decision. But. And I, I've, I've heard the argument, and I understand that, you know, people say we don't really go to these character meals for the food. We go because our kids love the characters. And I absolutely understand that. And I support the idea that you would pay a premium 
to have that experience. However, at $50 an adult, at $50 a plate, basically, you have a right to expect better than average food from the buffet. I would not even call this average. And But you know what? Before we go any further, I know Craig has a video queued up that he shot last night. So we're going to let him run that before I forget. So here's a video from our experience last night. All right. So that's a little overview of our experience. Um, I particularly enjoyed the uh, shot he got of me trying to get butter out of that container. It was like frozen solid. That was the first experience. And we went up and I thought, is this ice cream? What, what is this? It looks like ice cream. And he's literally chipping away at butter. That is one of my biggest pet peeves at a restaurant is when they bring butter. butter to your table it's that frozen. you cannot even yeah. spread. I want to talk just for a minute. I need to talk about the theme again because I know we've sort of all said it's very weird. It's very weird. Not only was the character, were the characters, I didn't think there was an overall dress theme for this type of event, but also there was a lot of weirdness going on in general. First of all, the music selections were all over the place. At one point, they were playing RuPaul. <laughs> yes, they were. What? Work? You better work. You better work. Then, in the middle of and this RuPaul thing, is, a, a, you know, an appropriate for a, an event aimed at children. <laughs> and then in the middle of, did you guys notice in the middle, the guy talking, over, I don't know if it was a person or if it was a soundtrack, talking over um, the soundtrack saying, okay, if you're having a birthday, stand up. Now let's all clap for those having a birthday. It was all so very bizarre. All sort of thrown together. One 30-year-old man eating by himself stood up. <laughs> I'm 50, thank you. <laughs> See, I... So, sorry. Go ahead. I I would completely 100% agree with the, uh, the background music and everything that was happening in there. Uh, it had to be a soundtrack because I don't think any sane person would be able to do that live every night <laughs> where they stop the music every 20 minutes and he comes on and does a DJ spiel and then they start playing My Heart Will Go On in there and it was it was very bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> However, for the, the characters in their costumes, although they were strange, uh, I, I loved them. I have enough pictures of Mickey just wearing his normal getup that it's nice to have these experiences where you do get a little bit well, of a different costume. And speaking them. of, in speaking of the characters, generally speaking, I will say, I thought these characters in, in terms of their interaction, the time they spent, uh, were a bit better than I've seen at some other character meals. Uh, yeah. then again, as I mentioned last night, I think Disney world should send all the people, all the characters out to Disneyland to learn how it's done because the characters out at Disneyland, the interaction, the time they spend with you, ridiculous. It's like night and day. But that being said, by Disney World standards, I thought the characters were pretty good. Yeah, it's important. Sorry. I also want to say, too, the characters really tried with us. And usually when we go to dinner and there's Mm -hmm. adults sitting at a table, the characters kind of give a little, you know, okay, I'm going to give you a little bit of attention and move on. They really tried with us and tried to engage us. So I give them credit for that. Um, The other weird thing was apparently the um, the, the staff, the wait staff, were given celebrity names, and our waiter was Bing. So Bing, you expected a certain persona to show up when Bing showed up. He was a very slender Asian gentleman. (laughs) And we all went, what? Yeah. <laughs> While I was standing up front, I also heard a supervisor say to a cast member, I'm going to move you off this shift. 
Now, this wasn't a, I don't want to say crowded. This wasn't a crowded place, but there were people around. And the supervisor said to the young lady, where would you like to go work? And she said, any place there's not people. Oh. And I thought, hmm. Hmm. And, you know, you just think, well, great. That's awesome. It's not something a guest should hear. If they were going to do this theme, Disney has the wherewithal to turn this into an actual theme. I think that's my problem. My problem is we all know Disney is about storytelling and Disney's about making it an experience. And this didn't feel like it was a couple of those big league lights out front. You know, and then you know they have them. Costumes that were a little more. These costumes were a little ratty. Oh. Um, that was the thing that was of, surprising somebody me. Somebody went through costume warehouse and went, this one will work, this one will work. Yeah. This was, I just think, I, I don't. Again, no one expected the food to be good. It looked to me like a cheap excuse to theme a buffet. Right. Um, also, these characters aren't. Oh, sorry, they aren't supposed to sign. So whenever you walk in the door, they give you a card that already has all the characters' signatures on it. I did watch at a couple tables. They were still autographing some books, specifically the ones where you can put your picture right next to it, so that way you can have that little extra memory. But And I'm this... sorry, if you've paid $50 a plate for dinner, they should sign your book. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. See, I like Minnie's dress. I think and it's here, adorable. Mike. And I love, look at how cute she is. I mean, she's just as cute as can be with that pink. And I love how she spun around for you guys. Like, However, it doesn't really go with the theme of award season that we're at an award belt? show. She should have on a gown. Do you have a picture yeah. of Donald? Yeah, opinion. I'm sorry, but Minnie looks like she's getting ready to do the floors. Oh, I thought she looked more like a sock hop. Oh. There's Donald. See, Donald, Donald, I don't understand. Donald looked like um, St. Patrick's hat. Day. Yeah, this is more green than in the picture shows. Okay. So you know, it was all very strange. And again, I don't. We I think is our general idea of walking away was the food wasn't horrible, but it wasn't great, and there was points that were actually kind of good. So we didn't feel like oh, this is a total waste. And I would but say for, that the target audience for this didn't notice that their costumes weren't great. Yeah. yeah. Didn't notice that, that there wasn't. wasn't really a theme. They were all absolutely delighted to see these people. This is for grown adults sort of judging this without a child there. I watched the little girl next to us, and I don't know that she cared that any of them even had on yeah, and costumes. The, yeah. the kids' menu was actually pretty solid. Uh, there was steamed broccoli, which might not be great for all kids, but then tater tots, chicken tenders, uh, mini corn dogs, uh, macaroni and cheese, pasta, chicken. I... I was close to just starting to pick off. It's that a better, just looked at me like there were corn dogs. It's a better selection <laughs> than some of your other um, buffets for kids. I have to say, I've never seen broccoli in the kids area. Both of my kids love broccoli. They had um, little what they called marble potatoes, which were little tiny boiled potatoes with a little butter on them. Mm-hmm. It, it, and there was stuff on the regular buffet. I think kids would enjoy too. They had carrots that were cooked in a way that I think children would enjoy them. So I, I don't think it would... They I keep think, showing that chocolate fountain. So yeah, I, that's I just a total rip-off. <laughs> I'm so mad at the chocolate fountain. What happened? Well, because it's I can't get to it. Guess we're not allowed near the chocolate plexiglass, fountain. Plexiglass, and I kept trying oh, to reach, no. and she wouldn't let me get to it, and I thought, that's just wrong. That is wrong. That's half the fun is... 50 bucks, give me a cup and let me near that chocolate fountain. <laughs> <laughs> I think the kids in the room loved this. Yeah. 
I think if you've got kids and you're looking for character interaction and you don't want to wait in line to meet Mickey, this is a great way to do it. I just think for the price, Disney needs to lower the price on this. This is ridiculous. I, I I think they either need to lower the price or they need to up their game in the kind of food and the quality of the food that they're serving. Um, there were some items on there. I mean, those barbecue meatballs were disgusting. Uh, the, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, the uh, uh, sweet potato casserole was horrible. I think Chef Mickey's, the food at Chef Mickey's is several steps up. Oh, no question. And I think it's in the same price range. So I think, I always, I've said this for years, if you can do it there, why can't you do it here? Well, and especially given that Hollywood and Vine has such a terrible reputation for their food. Not just here. It's not just us saying this. A lot of people are saying, have said Hollywood and Vine just isn't good food, regardless of what crappy theme they slap on top of it. So it doesn't matter. And why hasn't it changed? Well, one of the reasons why, why hasn't, hasn't it, it been fixed is because this is part of the Fantasmic Dinner Package. So people are going to dinner here so that they are guaranteed the seats at Fantasmic, the show. So that's part of it. They don't have to change. They've got Our a reservation audience. did not include. The, we did not have a Fantasmic package. Yeah, just crazy. But and like John and Kevin said, the food wasn't awful. Um, there was some really good stuff, some some very not so good stuff. Uh, I, I give the characters higher marks just in terms of their time and interaction. Um, yeah, might want to consider you know updating the wardrobe a little bit, but um, fifty dollars a person for that's adults. Tables in Wonderland. That's for, well, it's forty nine ninety five for adults, and was it thirty four ninety five for kids or thirty nine ninety five for I kids? I think it was thirty. I thought it was thirty six for kids. Thirty six ninety nine. After Tables in Wonderland, the four of us it came to one hundred and ninety one dollars with the built in tip. So that's what it would be for my family, and that's a lot of money. Because your kids are old enough to all be charged as an adult. Don't bring the 18-year-old. This is the line. That's the line. (laughs) So, I mean, overall for me, I give it it a six. Out of what? Out of 10. Out of 100? (laughs) I I give it a five. And it gets a six for me because of the characters. Kevin? He's adding the only redeeming feature, I think. (laughs) Otherwise, everything I ate, you could have made out of the freezer section at Publix. Number, please. I will give the characters a five. That's it. I don't see a reason to go here other than you want your kids to meet the characters and you want to sit down while you do it, or you don't want to wait park, or you're in that park. It's a great way for your kids to see Mickey, Minnie. Donald, Daisy. Daisy's kind of an, an, an Daisy's a wild to card, say, too. Yeah. She's hard to find. Yeah. And Goofy. And as Pete said, they were there, They were everywhere. They were around several times, um, and they were quite willing to be silly with four adults, so they were really good with kids. And all I keep talking about is this little girl who sat next to me, and I kept thinking, she does not care that the meatballs were bad. She does <laughs> not care that the, the fried shrimp were frozen TV dinner fried shrimp. She probably barely ate. She was so excited. That's right. And that's part of the fun when you're grownups. Part of that bringing that magic back into your own world is watching those little ones and seeing it through their eyes. I think that's fun. She kept asking where Sophia was. And I assume (laughs) Sophia Um, is part of the the Disney Kids program or mm -hmm. something. I don't have kids that age, so I don't know who she was. But I think to myself, if you're looking to fill this and you're looking to fill it with kids... 
Why is she not one of the people that are there? Or uh, there was a little boy I heard. Is Jake going to be here? They have to meet them over by Disney. For $50 a plate, you should be able to bring yeah. them. They should be there also. I think they were the, weren't they the last character dining yeah. that was they, there, though? Breakfast yeah. and lunch. Yeah, with uh, Dr. Feelgood or Dr. Yeah. <laughs> Doc McStuffins. Doc McStuffins. These yes. kids are not the same kids who were there at the last promotion. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, right. So I don't Dr. think. Dr. Feelgood. Oh, boy. <laughs> I can't remember the name. That's the song. <laughs> I, here's the deal. That's a different theme park. in knowing what we were expecting. I said to John, it's hard to get excited about going to dinner when you go in knowing, oh, not going to be great. You should have brought Finley. You probably would have had a blast. Probably. I probably would have. I would have had a much better time. You know, that might be something to consider in the future. Let's see if we can rent a Yeah, kid. I mean, look, we, it ha- all this has to be taken in the context that we were there with our children. And I think if I had been there with my, you know, my great nephew, Robbie, or my great niece, Victoria... I probably would have had a different experience. I still would have been pissed about the quality of right. the food. Right. Uh, you know, I, I I don't think it's necessary that you have to you you have to jettison any sense of entitlement to a quality meal because you're trying to give your children an experience. I don't think those things need to be mutually exclusive. I said the Although, same thing about at this restaurant. Cafe. Apparently, at this restaurant, Disney feels Disney feels that they do need to be mutually exclusive, mm. um, and that 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 history continues with Minnie's Silver Screen Dine. Before we finish up, I read. I understand it's a thread on the board, but somebody actually asked me to my face. I didn't know this was a thread, but I thought it was a really fascinating question. Would you eat at the California Grill if it wasn't for the windows and the view? Absolutely, the food's fantastic. Personally, I'm not the biggest fan of California Grill. I hardly ever enjoy my meal when I go. Really? There. Wow! Yeah. I always do. I, I would never go to California Grill if it wasn't for the view and the view. No, of the Magic I, Kingdom. I I have to entirely disagree with that. I think the food is fantastic. What do you think? I would not go if it wasn't for the view and the and the windows. However, I do like their sushi. However, I think so. You food, think the food at California Grill isn't good? No, I think the food at California Grill is wildly overpriced. Uh, and I would not go there for I don't think it's special enough to go there if I didn't have that wraparound view. So no, I think. What do you think? You said no. What would you do? The the time I ate there, the food was fantastic, and I I would go there. I know that it's a very expensive meal going in, so I would I would go there. What about you guys? I've never been, so I don't know. Uh, I've only eaten at California Grill actually sitting down in the restaurant twice. I love the bar up there. And with the bar, you know, I can oh, have answer a couple the question. Well, no, I can have a couple cocktails and some Would you appetizers. go if it didn't have a view? Yeah, because I go up to the bar. I would go to a bar anywhere if they had. And, I mean, it's, that's just a style. A full meal? No. But appetizers? Well, if it different. was just a room without windows, you, can't, you couldn't find those same drinks elsewhere at half price? Half <laughs> price. On property? No. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I absolutely would. I think the food is phenomenal. I've eaten there four times in the last year, and I've had phenomenal meals each time. And, you know, there's something that's inspired. There's something that does have quality and creativity and mm-hmm. investment by a real chef yeah. uh, that isn't pumping out crap. Uh, and I will pay for that. I will pay for that kind of culinary experience. The view is great, and I love the view. And yeah, that probably does bump the price up a bit, 
but I still think the food is 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 What was the consensus on the board? Was it yes or no? Most of the folks that posted said they there's no way they'd go there if it wasn't for the view. And I was really shocked. Yeah, I'm kind of shocked to hear that as well. I mean, I would if I was given the choice between California Grill and Narcoosie's, I prefer Narcoosie's. That's my very 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 favorite. Yeah, See, and I haven't had a good meal there. I Isn't that to, something? I would See? go to Narcoosie's. In a heartbeat. I have not had my favorite. Three times. Haven't had a good meal there yet. Oh, my word. And so I stopped going. That's shocking. I stopped going. We've been there a number of times. And in fact, we had Christmas dinner there. Um, Love it so much. I thought that was an interesting interesting conversation. Yeah. And I'm shocked that most of the people said, nope. Just shocked. All right. Well. Oh, well. There it is. Yep. That's our discussion for today, folks. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone. And remember, go to Disneyland and stay out of the damn lakes because I said so. 